Everybody's great when they're not tired. The champions is when they're tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. Because if you're going to piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dogs eat. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast. Joined by two suspects this week, guest Double Orgasm. How are you, mate? Twice as good as I was last week. <laughs> Pointer 69, how are you, big fella? Got a mute. <laughs> Shit, look at this. Classic Pointer 69. Just classic Pointer 69. What did I do wrong this time? <laughs> <laughs> it's this little button. I don't know if you've heard it. It's called a mute button. Oh, unmute it's- myself. Yeah, All right, I'm here. I'm ready to fly. Place, so. Mate, I've rocked up. I'm like um, our mate Tom who's uh, pulled a calf injury real late. Um, he was doubtful coming into it. Now he's um, we got the late designation of out. So mm. some people might have adjusted their lineups, had someone to throw in. But unfortunately, we're, we're going with that zero on the, on the starting lineup. And hopefully we can uh, put up some big points to make up for it. Yeah, he does does like a cheeky calf injury. I'm, I'm hearing he's pulling calves out left, right and center. So... Yeah, disappointing that he's not here, but uh, oh well. What do you do? Show goes on. Uh, I didn't get the orange memo. You blokes are both sitting there in, in orange shirts, and I'm sitting here in pitch black. So, yeah, next time just let me know. i got a story about Texas, actually. I, I heard this today about uh, their running back, Jonathan Brooks, and he, um, his high school. This is a playoff game in high school. He had 501 yards and nine touchdowns. Excuse me? In one game. In one game. In the playoffs as well. So he ran the field five times. Yeah. And scored nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. Jesus Christ. Some people are lucky to get nine touchdowns in a season. <laughs> in a what career. about that line? What about that line? Yeah, over under. What was his over under going into that game, yeah. you reckon? 499? <laughs> he scored 62 touchdowns in high school. Jesus so. Christ. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, just not on record, unfortunately. It's really disappointing. Well, good to be back here, boys. Good to be back. So it's already week bloody six. It's going quick, eh? Going very quick. How are we feeling about our uh, season so far? It's that time where I look at some of my leagues and I'm, if I'm four and one or I'm like one and four, I, that, that's where I am. But I'm See, I'm, I'm, real well I'm nowhere good. I'm pretty much three and two. It <laughs> seems to be the where I'm sitting at. Just everywhere. Yeah, yep. most places. Yeah, I'm there or thereabouts. Couple, uh, couple up there. Couple not so up there. Is what it is. Couple four leave, months. Of course, couple three months. Pretty good though, isn't it? Uh, one, two, three. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm with you. Um, I've got a seven and three team. That's interesting. Oh yeah. Mm. Is that oh. Um, oh yeah. We should check in on our um, extremely applicable league that we set up. Uh, who's who's on top of that? Oh me. Oh, yeah. Not not well though. Not well. You're four and one, but you're you're not the highest point scorer, which is Tombo's zero and five in that league. It's <laughs> clearly the inferior uh, podcast host. So Tombo's like a big fat one. You suck at auctions. Set up a uh, yeah four team auction league with with four starters at each position. I mean that's so no bright really fantasy right. Like, <laughs> you should know how to do that. You know the the best thing I did in that league is I set it up so every team there's four teams, all teams make the playoffs. So Tom's going to go zero sixteen, <laughs> and he has a chance to win two games, win the win the title. Yeah, good fun. 
It's been it's been around the world that one. Me me us three have all just had a had a win over each other, and then the lose to the next guy, win the next, and we just go back to back, win loss, win loss, and then we play Tom and we get a free <laughs> free win. Yeah, Tom is definitely the buy, definitely the buy. Anyways, no one cares about our fantasy league. How dare you? Everyone cares. I'm sure they're what absolutely about, clamoring for the what news. What about your um? About how, you, how are your best ball teams going in the Aussie oh, best ball tournament? Actually, I actually haven't looked at the, the ladder for a little while, so I know that there's there's been a new leader every week or something, right? Yeah, um, let me pull it up quickly. Just talk about. I something. had a team this week that scored 221 points, which is pretty solid, and that team is dead last in that league. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and they're my worst performing team by a good distance, I think. So. My best teams are just scoring 190 flat and then but nothing more than that. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm still like 150 points off the pace. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think, yeah. So well, there were some big scores last week too in yeah, so, individual players like in terms of fantasy points in NFL lands. Like if you had Fields, more Chase, oof, my goodness, just those three alone is outscoring three quarters of the points, I reckon. Yeah. What do we got, Definitely. Pointer? So top of the league is uh, Jay Maximovich. Uh, in the Jameer Gibbs fast draft, he's on 105.7, and that's only 10 points behind him is Chucky Sugo uh, from Ricky Stromberg at 104.7, and then third is Coup Maker at 104.2, and there's another team, 104.2.24, so very close in those top top spots. It drops back at about six. Dobbs Dobbs, he stays in at uh, five. Uh, Hammers Ravens has a team just over 1,000. And that's sort of sort of is it just shout out to Cooper Maker. He has two teams in the top ten, so that's that's pretty decent performance. Mm. Get some money. Yeah, absolutely. Good prizes on offer. And we, if we look at the if we, let's have a look at the um the podcast leaderboard. Yeah, I reckon I'm falling off here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've took a, taken a few uh Justin Jefferson shares as well, so I'm in big trouble. Yeah, I, I do too. Oh, I don't think I got any Justin Jefferson. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones have been the kill maybe. So yeah. just don't draft Aaron's. Moz, you're sitting at 105 with your best team, 905.68. Benno yes. is a five places behind, 110, uh, 902.56. And Poyter, 116. So I'm wow. two points behind Benno, uh, 900. So it's it's bloody tight for our for our top teams. And Tom's, uh, top team, Tom's, like Tom's only 12 points behind in one. one he's got two the next two teams in a row. So he's got two... And if we look at the bottom end, let's see who has the worst team. Of the podcast. It's definitely Tom. Yeah, didn't he just take Dalvin Cook with the first pick or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom has Tom has the two bottom teams, then me, and then Tom again, then Benno, Seamus, <laughs> then some more Tom. <laughs> some more Tom. I like it. Yeah, look, it's been a bit of fun, those best ball drafts. I'll tell you what, they seem like ages ago now. But yeah, good luck to everybody. Plenty of points to be scored. Hopefully, uh, we we make our way up that leaderboard, get in the top ten somehow. But yeah, I don't see that many from a uh, hundred odds. It's going to be a tough climb, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, let's talk to news. A couple of uh, big incidents happened this week. Just a couple of things we want to cover just real quickly before we move into our rookies of the week, and then our main segment for the week as well, of course. Uh, injury news: uh, Jeff Justin Jefferson. He has been placed on IR with a hamstring injury, so it must be pretty severe. Uh, four weeks minimum. I mean. Hamstring injuries are usually, you know, three to four weeks at best if you've got a pretty mediocre hamstring injury, I guess. But, uh, yeah, put him on the shelf for at least four. Odds are that maybe even more, according to the, the chat at the moment. Uh, so, tick, talk, stock's up for TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, 
Uh, KJ Osborne, potentially. What are your thoughts for the, the Vikings offense moving forward here? Is it is it those three the ones you want or you want to take a dart on someone a little bit deeper? I'll start with you, Ewers, as the, the Jew Jeff loser. Yeah, I think um, this is really tough because I think KJ Osborne's probably going to step more into that role and Jordan Addison maybe keeps his role. But I think Jordan Addison was starting to really benefit from playing on that not Justin Jefferson coverage, basically. Mm. He did do pretty well once he was out, but that's like midway through a game. Um, Yeah, I think they're both probably go every other week, but it won't be as good as what you maybe expected with Jefferson there. I'm not super excited about either of them, to be honest. But if they're on waivers in a dynasty league, man, like good pickup, good um, production as a wide receiver three for, you know, the rest of the season or a, a good chunk of it anyway. So that's, they're a good, they're a good waiver ad if you got them. That's so a win. Yeah, the, the wide receiver depth chart behind those two, you're looking at Brandon Powell. Somehow Nikhil Harry is on the Vikings. Forgot that that uh, transaction went through earlier in the year. Maybe it's Nikhil Harry finally going to break out for his 15th team or whatever he's on at the moment. So, yeah, not much doing behind him. Um, you'd, you'd need some brass nuts to go and start one of those guys, that's for sure. Uh, second IR of the week, we're looking at Devon Achan. Um, bit of a shame here. He was he was pretty much a, a league winner, getting them in the back of the first in rookie drafts and then who knows where in in these redrafts, but uh, Poeta, Devon Anchan, he's been he's been a, a real star, real exciting player. Thoughts moving forward for the Dolphins? Is it just most of the season, or you see someone else taking a few carries here for the, well, look, for the Dolphins? Um, what's that other guy's name? Ahmed. He's yeah, the current RB2. Uh, I think he'll get some some opportunities. The Dolphins aren't going to sit there and run one running back into the ground. They need to, to manage him. Um, Especially so how old he is, right? I think, you know, look at, look at him compared to chain there's not the not the same level of explosiveness but I think the opportunity and the the runs and how that team can sort of create space I think there's going to be some value there if you get 10 fantasy points from him on a week I think that's a win um, if you picked him up off like that's that's sort of where you're going to have to set the threshold you're not going to get the the five touchdowns in like weeks um, so you might see all three to Jeff Wilson I think Jeff Wilson's he's being designated to return from it was limited in twenty-one day window, week. right? Limited in practice on Wednesday. Um, but he's still on IR. Like they, yeah. they just opened the window for him to return. So yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's getting a bit of ahead of schedule. I don't think they need Jeff Wilson to come back too early in case they do something else. Like, yeah, hold him back a week, maybe maybe next week or the week after we see some Jeff Wilson come back into the game. So got Chris Brooks as well, I guess speculative but like all of these guys are just if you need you know current production that there's nothing really there for any of them long term i don't think so yeah chris brooks had nine carries 66 yards last week pretty good in that backup role but i'm not super super excited yeah not last week sorry against the broncos that was yeah uh, James Conner also on IR. Um, yeah, look, there was a, a massive rush to the waiver wire to go and get Amari DiMarcado, and it seems as though uh, Keontae Ingram's still the, the running back one there on the depth chart. But in saying that, I don't think it's going to take much to overtake Keontae Ingram. He's looked pretty horrible. Uh, I think there's he had a, a game with minus yards and you know, just picking up absolute scraps and averaging like two yards carry. It's been pretty average for old Keontae Ingram, so it wouldn't take much for Amari DiMarcado 
to be the guy. Uh, they picked up Tony Jones Jr. off the waivers as well this week. So shows they needed to add a little bit of depth. Not that you're going to start any TJJ anytime soon. But uh, yeah, look, just just things to, to monitor. I think Amari's probably going to get bulk of carries this week with Keontae Ingram coming off the back of a neck injury. So uh, yeah, look, I went out and spent a bit of cash on him. Some people spent a shitload more than what I spent. That's for sure. There was you know $80 bids in some leagues. And um, I think I picked him up for mid-40s and yeah, look, I'm still regretting are you on, in some ways to get that done. So, so. You, you, are you fully on team Demarcado? Yeah. How do you say his name? Demarcado. Demarcado or Demarcado? Demarcado. Demarcado? Yeah. yeah. He's the mo- more explosive of the, the three guys they've got there. Um, Ingram's just a bit of a... Yeah. A bit yeah of he's got the size. He's like 215 pounds, six foot something. Oh, so. yeah. I, th- I, haven't said, I didn't say no much of it, and I think that's the spot. I'm 50-50. Like, this guy could be classic... Like all these guys we've talked about every week, the running backs we picked up, they're all the classic. One couple of couple of weeks, one does, someone else will come back, they'll bring a third guy in and someone else takes over. Like, To be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if Rondé Moore got some work out of the backfield too. Yeah, he kind of did in yeah. the last game as well. Um, even on screens, even just like moving out of the backfield just to, to try and use his speed and, and get him involved a bit, a little bit more because, yeah, he's been a, a slight disappointment so far this year. They didn't, Bell, give, so. didn't give Leonard Fournette a tryout? Yeah, it's funny, hey. They go and pick up Tony Jones Jr., but... There's a few guys that are sitting there waiting for contracts still, and yeah, no, no. no I mean, it makes you think that these, some of these some of these guys aren't really match fit or even. Oh, they, they want got more anyone. money than the Cardinals want to pay for a mm. lost. Yeah, season I, think, like, I think there's no team that wants to like. How late are going to be in a season before you pick up a back that hasn't played football when you can it, pay right? a guy when you can pay like, pick a Tony Jones up? Who? How do you know? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's... It's just not worth paying a running back that has set out there. I think he's – is his career over? Close Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll Melvin Gordon maybe his way around. Yeah. He gets those like two weeks off practice squads when they're desperate or something maybe. But Yeah. When the Ravens right inevitably lose another fly running back. Yep. He could be there. Uh, last one was Anthony Richardson. IR, four to eight weeks. Uh, tell you what, he's been injured three times now in – Five weeks. It's a bit concerning for a rookie coming in and he wants to show his stuff and he's he's been injured. Down here it's four to eight weeks, shoulder injury. Um so garden them in two season. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Saves us in sheep three. <laughs> How good is it, yeah, when you you've got one quarterback and randomly get a quarterback for four to eight weeks for for a super flex league, that's always nice. And I think he's is he the best backup quarterback in the league? He might be. Like, Could be. Could be up there. He's, he just comes in and then he, he executes. Every time he's ever been asked to play, he just executes. He's, he's exciting. He's not boring. I, I, one of my favourite players. Love his stash. Love his fashion sense. Yeah. It's, uh, Everything about him. What are your thoughts for um, the, the weapons in in Colts land? Are we, are we saying Pittman, Downs, those kind of guys? Are we seeing it's pretty much the same? All systems go here. He's, he seems to throw the ball a little bit more than, than A-Rich was. Um I think Downs is actually a bit of a sleeper, especially in um, in DFS. Downs is pretty cheap, and he'll pick up you know seven eight catches maybe. Thoughts? Yeah, he's been better with Minshew than with Richardson. He had twelve targets the first time Minshew played. He actually similar production with both of them this week. He had a, a real nice week. Um, if we want to get into that, I can do my rookies of the week because he. He snuck in at the end of, of my list for six for 97 yards, leading the team in receiving. I thought that was really promising. I had a bit of a, a hunch he might have a breakout week and played him in DFS and was 
rewarded for that, I guess. Unfortunately, didn't get a touchdown, so didn't get me over the line. But um, it was, yeah, real nice to see. Not like ninety-seven yards. He he gets the short stuff, but he had a few bigger plays this week. So I, I think he's a. This is a good wide receiver class. Basically, there's a there's a lot of guys that are producing as rookies, all over the place. This is pretty promising. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so let's let's move into rookie of the week. Seeing as um, IR talks pretty much done, I think that's that's everyone that got put on IR in terms of fantasy wise. So uh, yeah, you had uh, uh, Josh Downs as number one. Run us through your three and two, mate. Yeah, so one point for Josh Downs. Uh, Devon A. Chain's my my number one rookie of the week. It's just was it 150 yards? It's so efficient. It's incredible. Um, I try to in this look at you know not the guy that just had one big run. But it's hard to argue with this production. He doesn't need like at some point he's only got like eleven carries because he went for eleven yards every time he he can't have twenty two carries because he's running too far every time he gets the ball. So it's just it's unbelievable what he's been able to do since coming in. Like everybody kind of knew he was the perfect fit with the speed in Miami, but I don't think anybody saw this coming. This is truly incredible and I um had the the A chain light or A chain light Jaleel McLaughlin for two points. He's he looks really explosive, he's exciting, he's a, a bright spark for the Broncos and had a nice week given the opportunity. So two points for him. Yep, point everyone is through it, mate. Who you got three two one? Yeah, I got an A chain as well at three. I think you know viewers spoke on him and same points really. Just that just destructive like one touchdown, 151 yards. Like, that's what you want from your running back. Um, I threw in the Porter at two. Uh, he only had three receptions, but two touchdowns on three receptions, 47 yards. That's a 21 points from your tight end, you know, a bit of a premium lead there. That's uh, not bad. Um, and the last, my one point was Bryce Young. I thought he came out at a, at a solid performance, three touchdowns, 247 yards. Um, I mean, 20 points isn't world-breaking, but that's that's he's starting to see some good signs from him, so... I think, yeah, he sort of slides in there for me. Puka Nakua, a bit behind, but um, not up to the standard we've been expecting from Puka. I think with Cooper Cup back, we lost a bit, but he still still looked solid. Like, that's the points you want. And if you, that's from where you drafted him, mate, you've got to take that as a very good performance. Seven for 70 and a touchdown. Fantastic. Yeah, he's kind of got the Woods role, right? It's Cooper Woods, kind of exactly what you expect back in the day. But uh, yeah, I went Laporta for three. Uh, he, he is dead set, going to be. A superstar that bloke for the tight end position he is pretty much doing this every week he's he's almost up there with kind of what kelsey's doing even though kelsey's having a bit of a down here it's if you if you if you've got laporta as your tight end i think you're pretty happy so he gets my three um apn gets my two obviously and then yeah mclaughlin off the back of his just exciting game to be honest 68 yards off just nine carries and then uh scored a touchdown through the air as well so yeah he was a little bit a uh, little bit exciting and i'm, I'm disappointed that i I missed out on him in, in Sheep's one, but turns out didn't need him off the back of 50 points from Jamar Chase. So happy days. Uh, so, yeah, that's my 3-2-1. Tom has here um, anyone that can pull a calf out. So uh, that's that's interesting that his rookies are all just people who like calves. He's got big calves in the in the league. We should have should have just quickly researched that. Presumably Saquon. So, yeah. We need rookies, though. <laughs> oh, if you've got a third leg, does it have a calf? Oh, mine does. <laughs> 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 Is it happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be. 
You know what? Definitely know that Moss's third leg doesn't have a hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's torn. What? All right. <laughs> Uh, remove the bones though what crikey it's getting weird now all right let's talk about uh, something you've been talking about with us for a little while viewers talking about uh, teams to target teams to avoid we've gone away and had a look at uh, all of the different points per game that either you know your tight end your running back your quarterback your wide receivers um, all of the different teams how many points they're giving up to those positions and then those teams that are a little bit stingy against those positions and we've kind of Got a little bit of a, a, a forward-thinking thing going on here where we're looking at playoff matchups and who's got a bad run, who's got a good run, who should you maybe trade for now, who should maybe you trade for away. So, Ewis, who do you want to kick off with, mate? What position do you want to start with? Just throw it over uh, to you. You've, you've put it in in, a, in an order on the sheet, so we'll start with quarterbacks. Um, Down the bottom. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, so... These basically the best matchups. I don't think there's a huge surprise to see the start here. It's the Bears and the Broncos. So 23 and 22 points per game allowed to the quarterback position, which is pretty nice. Um, Cardinals right behind that, 21.8 points per game. But I think that's a, just because they're scoring so many points and making the other teams play and the defense isn't great. Uh, we've got the Chargers, 21.7 points per game, right behind them. And the Commanders, 21.4 points per game, which is a bit disappointing from what we thought might have been an okay defense. Commanders just uh, letting other QBs beat up on them a little bit. Um, so I think those top two, the Bears and the Broncos, they probably look like evidently the worst defenses in the league so far, um, allowing a lot of points. We got up against the Bears, the Browns, the Cardinals, and the Falcons through the last three weeks of the year. So nothing super exciting there from from a quarterback perspective. In saying that, though, the Browns have two here. So they've got Deshaun Watson's got the Bears in week 15 and then the Chargers in week 17. So maybe he is a bit of a target for those people who might be making the playoffs because, yeah, two good matchups for the quarterback. So interesting. Yeah, and then um, I think maybe the Broncos, though, they they get the Lions, which is uh, pretty good. Jared Goff's been quite nice so far through the year. So if he's your QB2 in a Superflex League, very, very handy. The Pats, I don't think anyone wants to play Mac Jones. He's, he's <laughs> got awful. And uh, the, the Chargers, the last week, so Justin Herbert, it's a pretty good, pretty juicy um, grand final matchup. That's a, that's a nice little thing. I think maybe though Jared Goff is probably and, and Deshaun Watson are my sort of takeaway players here that you maybe could get in mm. a um, Superflex league. I think the Purdy owner, they play the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs and then the Commanders in the last round, which is pretty nice. But I think everybody who has Brock Purdy just sort of thinks he's the second coming and uh, he might be quite hard to, to buy. I don't know what it is, but people who like Brock Purdy really like Brock Purdy. Um, yeah, I'm still a little bit just like, eh. Like, I feel as though he's just a guy still. Like, I've got him in sheeps too, and I'm just like, eh, well, I'll just keep rolling him out there, I guess, because I've got no one better. But I don't know. He's still just like, eh. Yeah, it's a great Superflex tight end. Uh, I mean, sorry, Superflex quarterback to play. Um, it's because he's – no, because I think you got him cheap. Um, we, I mean, wherever he came from, right? Um, 
you get him in the team, he's performing in that solid range. It's like, oh, 20 points plus, that's good. He doesn't have many bad weeks. Um, he's just great value at the moment. I think the question will come, does he have long career longevity if past the 49ers? But I think we look back at some of these guys, like Dak Prescott as well, had a couple of – when he started, he was only a fourth-round pick, came in for Tony Romo when he was injured at the start of the season, got a, and he's sort of he still hangs around. So I, I got hope for, for Brock to be – a decent quarterback. I think next year, if he, people start to like, you know, one year you can say it's a flash in the pan. Two years you start to have a trend. Three years is like now you're you're a pro. Um, so yeah, we're, we're pushing towards a whole season of uh, regular season games yeah. without losing a game. Now this is yeah. I'm talking shit about yeah. him and he's, he's quarterback can, seven in in a superflex league. In, but you can say like, two. oh, uh, it's the system and stuff. But there was times when um, you know Garoppolo looked good and times when Garoppolo looked absolutely. Trash in that team, right? Um, he's doing the things right. They've probably got a lot of the healthier in a lot of spots, but I just can't sit there and say, "Oh, he's crap." I think he's he's still a really good player. Still hasn't thrown a pick, and now he's going to throw three because I've said that. Um, I mean, he's got Cleveland, so <laughs> it's certainly a rough um, little uh, stretch for him. Right now. Well, we thought that Dallas was going to be rough, right? And he just... Well, they are still the number six, I think. That yeah, but he's, he just threw four touchdowns against them. Old Brock Purdy. Yeah, apparently. He, he almost could be matchup proof. Defend the uh, George Kittles. Um, pretty much just left him wide open every play. Uh, I even heard, like... I was listening to somebody talk about uh, Brock Purdy a little and how he was making, like, really solid throws over the middle. And then I went and... Like to George Kittle. George Kittle had three catches. They were all touchdowns. I went back and looked at him. One of them he catches on his chest like a year three kid would catch a, a ball in a game of like, what's that? Not volleyball, but where you catch it. Dodgeball. Um, whatever you call that. Oh, um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Fire like, out. Couldn't do it. Snatched at it and just pulled it into his chest. As he was that open. So it's like, yeah, it was over the middle, but. There was one good throw who yeah, he just nice. got over the top of the linebacker in front of the safety. I can't remember who it was too. It might have been Ayuk. Um, that was a beautiful throw. But yeah, he certainly looks great. He does have a, a rough matchup um, against the number two worst matchup for quarterbacks in the middle of those two good matchups against the Ravens. The number mm-hmm. one worst matchup is the Bills. They're only allowing 10.8 points per game and the Ravens only allowing 11.2. So that's, that's like kill your week. If, if they're playing the Bills and the Ravens at the moment, you, you really, maybe if you have another option, it's it's probably a good good idea to go for it unless you're talking, you know, the top top end quarterbacks. Well, Justin Herbert's in amongst that for that playoff run. Um, that's the second week of the playoffs, Justin Herbert. So it's got an easy end, but I tell you what, he's got to get across the Bills to get you into the into the. The grand final, so yeah, and the thirties the same. Yeah, got to, got to get past the Ravens to get you into the grand final. Um, we got the Cleveland Browns up next, eleven point nine points per game. The Patriots surprisingly at twelve point five points per game. I guess that's just this. They've been blown out so hard that you're just running the ball. Could be one of those situations. The special teams too. They've been shit on special teams. I've been just garbage everywhere, to be honest. And the the forty ers no surprise. The uh, the next worst matchup. Allowing twelve point seven points per game, I think um, you got the Ravens facing the Forty ers there, so that's a bit of a, a disappointment for Lamar. I think there's a little bit of misconception that Lamar's been really bad for fantasy this year because he's had two kind of pretty bad games, but he's also had three very solid games, like two twenty-eight point games. Um, 
I think he does look really good. I think this is maybe not the best we've ever seen him because he's just not producing quite as efficiently, but he... I, they seem to have really good drives and really, really terrible drives. So, yeah, I'm hoping it's just going to click and all of a sudden they are just, like, looking real good. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure what you guys think of the Ravens. Uh, yeah, look, as you said, Lamar's been a couple of drops away from some really, really good games. Uh, they're still not quite moving the ball as, as efficiently as what we thought they would at the start of the year, right? Like, Monk coming in, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be the second coming of Lamar's MVP season, but he's just not quite there. Um, the weapons aren't doing what, what you would hope. Um, a couple of drops from not just Andrews last week, but Flowers had a pretty simple drop. Uh, yeah, Rashad Bateman. Rashad dropped. Bateman, just, oh. yeah, mate, more drops in a range hour. And then Aguilar, of course, you know, he's known for it. He loves a drop. We, we, we nicknamed old Dino Aguilar for a little while there. So, um, yeah, look, he's a couple of players away from having a big year. So still hope for him. I think as much as we say that the Ravens are going to play the 49ers, um, it's going to be towards that pointy end of the season. And I'm going to assume Lamar's a little bit, you know, he runs the ball a little bit more effectively than, than most quarterbacks. So they've got to scheme up a, a play against, you know, a really good defense. They're going to have to get him involved. So, yeah, look, it's going to be tough, but... It's Lamar, right? He's exciting to watch, unfortunately. And yeah, like as as everybody will tell you, he was really only two plays away from twenty points that were pretty bad drops. So mm. he, he could have had a nice week this week. He just he, turn the ball, he turns the ball over. That's that's his probably his biggest mm. um, thing to fix. If he ever fixes that, I think he's going to be just elite, elite. But fumbles hurt a lot. Mm. Um, it not only yeah, it turns it over, but it kills your whole drive. It's, it's yeah. not great. Yeah. All right. Let's try to point out. You can do some running back chat, mate. Talk to us about some running backs. What are they looking like? Yeah, so if you look at what we've got here, the, the Broncos, they are, they're they the best matchup uh, for the running back diverse, right? Um, mm-hmm. No surprise. 39.3 points per game. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. And, I, and I, just, I just highlighted this for a quick... If you look down this, this is a part, wide receiver versus the Chargers is the only one that puts up more points than a running back <laughs> against the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. In a, in a, um, they're in, in such a passing league and one of the key positions is to play a running back against the Broncos. So <laughs> um, I saw, I was reading something about it then they were talking about uh, the Broncos just love to open a hole and let a speedy back just run straight through it. And it's like, I want them to shut, like, shut the holes. It's not like they get, they can't tackle that. It's create these lanes and then they just run straight through it. So, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the Broncos. Hopefully, there's a way they can improve that. Frank Clark, either if he comes back or, but if he's going to get traded, the only option is that they give some of these young guys a start who are eager and hungry, um, that aren't these veteran players on money that couldn't care less in a tanking season. Give some guys that something to play for that um, are looking for, you know, a roster spot for next year. Um, realistically, is the only way this team's going to get any better on defense. Um, if you look up past them, look, it's ten point. Nearly eleven point drop is to the Panthers. Next, next first running back. Um, so it's, it's a big, big gap away for the Broncos. And, and if you come to these teams, the Lions, the Pats, the Chargers, um, some pretty good juicy matchups there. I think uh, it depends how the Pats perform. The Chargers probably interesting, but the Lions would be the one to be like, yeah, David Montgomery could really eat. But really, it's probably Jamar Gibbs. The speed he has could be a week where they they find him. Well, Jamar Gibbs. <laughs> Jameer, we're saying 
tomato tomato <laughs> yeah look like, they, come on they haven't yet like teams haven't just beaten the broncos on the ground they're they're gashing them like it's not the ground and pound game where they're just moving the chains running them they're just getting a big play and taking it to their house like Bryce Young coming out after the half and just rushing for like was it, 70 something yards just to you know ruin any momentum you might have had taken in the half is just classic Broncos at the moment. <laughs> oh, enough of them. Uh, they're the like the Panthers that they're struggling to defend the run. The Bears, um, two teams that you know really aren't great. Cardinals and Giants right behind. Like the next four teams are really close. That's that's a good good change around. But if you look at it, it's it's clearly the four bottom five bottom teams in the. In the standings, really, right? Are sitting here, they all can't defend the run, um, and they're getting blown out and, and and facing a lot of running back carries as well. Definitely, I think these are the teams that probably you know at the moment we think, oh, they're the teams to target. They probably stay the same, um, but I think injuries go a long way in projecting how these teams perform throughout the rest of the season. Like the Cardinals have, you know, they've looked like a team with at least some some pride to play for, so I could see them improving. I think the Giants look how their defense worked last season was a lot better than this year. There could be a turn that they just get some guys back. They get better on offense. Um, don't have to have their defense on the field for the majority of the game. Um, I think that's the critical. Just get them fresh. Well, I think that's when the Broncos lost to the um, the Dolphins. Right? They had the funny thing was they were out there, but the Miami were just carving them up, and it's like the defense is out there heaps, but Miami weren't driving them ground and pound them for too long. They were just getting scores and getting chunk off the field away, again. So it's like field, yeah. you're on the field a lot, but you're not like you're being worn down. So they've got a lot of improvement again. Sorry, it's just really galing here at the moment. Yeah, mate, the suddenly's picked up. It's absolutely, yeah, yeah it's it's howling. Coming in. Just make sure my roof's not falling off. It's all good. Now we've got to go to the worst matchups. The Eagles are holding teams the stoutest against the run. They've got to play the Seahawks, Giants, and Cardinals, which uh, is not great matchups for any uh, Walker Saquon or um, Demarcado. Demarcado. <laughs> <laughs> I can't all be back, right? I keep, yeah. <laughs> the Lions, another they they look great, and they got a they got the Broncos, Vikings, and Cowboys. So, and it continues know. a trend at the end of the year. They looked really good at the end of last year against mm. the running back, and it's continued into this year. So, yep. that's sticky, I think. Yeah, the Falcons are third. They're they're at eleven points per game. They got the Panthers, Colts, Bears, which is the, we're looking here. There's not the beat like Jonathan Taylor there. But there's not these big offenses, I'd say powerhouses that are coming up to the team there. They're probably the weaker run games. Uh, the Browns, they hold they got the Bears, Texans, and Jets again. The Bears really don't fit in a good uh good playoff run for the running back. Yeah, if you the think Saints, Deshaun's gonna have a, a big end of the year. Um look, he might be more explosive, but he's got some tough matchups. That's for I sure. think it's I think it's also worth the grain of salt of saying like I think things can change here as very heavily, but these are the teams even in the Reese. These might be playoffs now, but even recently, we want to sort of think about it. These five, five teams all are very, there's like 1.5 points per game difference from one to five. So, I mean, you look at your sleeper light up and it says you look the red of one first against the running back and it scares you. Well, there's there's five teams that are sort of right, right about there. So it's not as um, crazy. It could be the fifth worst team next week. So yeah. you just have to. You have to hope. I think you good name running backs. You got to keep playing against whoever they have. Like CMC was like the what was he the running back fifteen or something this week, and he only scored like ten or something points. Right? Not 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 his lowest points of the season still was a RB two. So you can't escape them, but they're definitely not as appetizing. Saquon has a tough run. 
yeah. front in, in the playoffs as well. You've got to get through the Saints, then the Eagles, which yeah. the Eagles, obviously, again, sticky, good defense, and, and the Saints are always a well-run defense. So that's a, it's a pretty tough uh, ask for somebody who's already also missed games for you. That, that's making your team struggle pretty hard if you got Saquon, I think. Yeah, on the flip side, you've got Bijan with a really good playoff run. Uh, Panthers and Cardinal, nope, uh, Panthers and Bears in yep. uh, 15 and 17. So, yeah, good luck going to get Bijan Robinson. Yeah, but um, if you've got throw him. In the, throw in DeAndre Swift and the Eagles mm. out of the Giants and Cardinals. Yeah. DeAndre yeah, Swift's actually probably someone you could go and get, to be honest. I don't think the, the owner would be asking for the world. Well, I mean, but... I don't think that it's a team that probably has a position that um, there's no guarantee. Like, I just you add Jonathan. I mean, add Swift into your team and say, oh, this team's automatically a competitor. They could be teams of the player on a team that is rebuilding that wants to sell him at, a, at some value. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's talk some wide receivers here. Best five matchups, we've got the Chargers with 40 points per game. That's, oh, well, that second one is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Someone fact check what that number is for me, would you? Because uh, that's definitely wrong. 39. Yeah, 39, I'm pretty sure, is what I was meant to write there. That's the Seahawks. 39 points per game. Uh, Commanders just behind at 38. Vikings still at 38. And Eagles, obviously, they can stop the run, but they're being blown away by wide receivers. So that's some big scores. I mean, obviously, they're spread across, you know, could be three, could be four wide receivers, which is obviously what you've got to take into account. But there's the opportunity for someone to go out there and score a 20, 30-point week. So uh, the issue is that the biggest... Uh, scorers, I suppose, for the wide receivers. The Raiders are the, the team that's got the Chargers in week one of the playoffs. And yeah, Jimmy G's not exactly blowing the house away, but Devontae Adams should really eat that first week. So, um, you know. Malayas has been, mm. I think he's like wide receiver seven or something on the year. He's been really, really good too. Absolutely. Um, so this is, they're a weird team. They, they suck, but they also produce for fantasy. They've got three really good fantasy players. Yeah. Um, which is what he wants, right? So it's concentrated between those three guys. There's not really anyone else that, like, Renfro is just gone. Like, he is Completely absolutely gone. doing nothing. He's barely on the field. He's gone from, like, you know, had a, a pretty great year a couple of years ago, and now he's just absolutely nothing. And Pete's just worried that his house is blowing away. <laughs> <He's> just... <laughs> I'm watching him looking around like, oh, shit, my house is falling away. <laughs> oh, classic. Um, yeah, I just blew away like Renfro. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. It's kind of like the wide receivers are blowing away these teams. What about this um, McDaniels? He just loves to... One McDaniels is the coach everyone loves and the other McDaniels is just boring old trying to make the Patriots way. In, in it doesn't quite have the, the personnel there, I think, that he's after. Yeah. But, uh, there's no real common common players here with these, these wide receiver lands. But, um, yeah, look, anyone targeting the, the Chargers, you've got Stephon Diggs getting him... <laughs> Week 16, and then you got the Browns in week 17. So once again, if you've got that, uh, yeah, that stack of, of Browns players in that final week, you're probably cheering. But uh, yeah, apart from that, you know, there's some pretty struggling offenses in there. Uh, you got the Giants that are going to play play against the Eagles, who are giving up points to the wide receiver. But in saying that, the Giants at the moment can't really play to the wide receiver. So they Cardinals destroy them yeah. too. Um, yeah, that's yeah. A, they're always a tough matchup for the the Giants. So. Yeah, and going off uh, Jared Goff's decent. Um, Options in that uh, first week of the playoffs for the quarterback position. The Lions have got a pretty decent one against the Vikings uh, in that second week. So, yeah, look, there's some some guys you can go and make a move for, but there's not one that has, you know, two of these bottom five at the moment. Obviously, the bottom five might change in the next couple of weeks, but, um, yeah, it's a bit uh, 
kind of all over the place. But uh, you got some really big names in there. Chase has got the, the Vikings in week one of the playoffs. Um, Cup and, and our mate, uh, what's his name? Far out, just completely forgotten the Reams wide receiver's name as per usual. Puka yep, Puka Nakua. Um, he's got a week one against the Commanders. So some good options there. On the flip side, the worst matchups, uh, the Browns only letting up 13.5 points per game to the wide receiver, which is lowest by a considerable amount, by four points. Next closest is the Jets at 17.8. Houston down at 90 points, which is really surprising. I think um, everyone thinks that Houston are obviously going to run against them, but um, they've been real, real stout against the wide receiver. And that was a little bit like that last year as well. And then Dallas and the Rams, Rams once again, you know, they always seem to be there. They've, they've sorted their stuff out on defense, but uh, they're the worst five. Uh, you've got a couple of couple of players in here that are going to have some some tough matchups, and it's it's the Dolphins that actually get two of the worst. They get the Jets and, and the Texans. Nope, not the Texans. The Dallas Cowboys in 15 and 16. So um, I think it's going to be a bit of a who cares. You're going to play them anyway because Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Tua seem to be absolutely shredding it. So I think it's not really that much of a concern, but I think – if you are making the playoffs with Tyreek Hill, maybe you need to take it down five or six points because yeah, it seems pretty. Oh, scary. Mate, I think that's we saw the Cowboys come out and play against another good offense <laughs> in the 49ers and um, points won. Yeah, but how many points to the wide receiver? It wasn't much, yeah. right? It was to the tight end and they get the, Jordan they Mason. Get the Jets, Dallas, the Ravens the last three weeks. That's it's a tough stretch for your Dolphins players to end the season. Obviously, they're still scoring a lot of points, but they might get you to the to the playoffs and then let you down a little bit because hmm. um, they're, they're three very good defenses. Even not even the playoffs. So we rode that the same thing happens last season. We saw with the, the Dolphins where I think the league sort of catches up a little bit. Tua got, I mean, Tua injury yeah, was probably that's... a big part of it last year. If he stays healthy, does the league catch up like they did last season or they stay tearing it up? I think it's always like offenses always go real like those starting of the season we see all these amazing scores and, and massive weeks. It's, as you come to later in the season where it gets cold and um, you've got to go play in some of these other places, poor conditions that... Um, yeah, I don't we know. haven't got the location either, but uh, New York and Dallas should be fine. But And, and Baltimore, uh, if they're playing at either of those teams, that's not, not ideal conditions for a speedy team. Absolutely. Yep, so uh, just... Things to monitor, I guess. If you if you're sitting there with those kind of guys, definitely go and have a look and see if you like. I mean, if it was someone like C.D. Lamb against those those teams, you might think, oh yeah, maybe you can shut him down. But Tyreek Hill, I think, just just gets free against anybody, right? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly right. So, well, what about Jalen Waddle, who's been fairly disappointing through five weeks of the season? Um, I mean, I think he's just capped by the fact that Tyreek Hill's such a freak, right? And plus the running games, the running just yeah, just absolutely. And they don't they don't really need him, so. I mean, they used to kind of give him those short passes and he'd kind of run it for 70 yards, but they've got most of it in A-Chan doing it at the moment. So why would they need Waddle to do it? So maybe now that A-Chan's gone down, he might get those opportunities because obviously they can't give most of 30 carries a game with how old he is and his injury history. Uh, same with Wilson when he comes back and then Salman Ahmed's just a, a guy, right? So I think, yeah, maybe this is the time. This is probably the low point for Jalen Waddle. Maybe you need to go and get him and then, after a few games, trading away because of that, those tough matchups and trying cash in. So, yeah, I don't know. It's an option, right? Tight end, US. What do we got, mate? Uh, yeah, I've been looking through this. So, the Jets are uh, dreadful against tight end, 14.5 points per game. Um, not really sure what to make of that. Don't know why that is. Their, run, their linebackers aren't real good. 
Um, but they're they're a good defense. Apparently, they just allow you to throw the ball to the tight end over and over again over the middle. Sure, uh, the Falcons pretty bad. Thirteen point four points per game. You also have eleven points per game. Don't know what that means. Where was <laughs> this? Lions, My bad. Thirteen point one points per game. The Bengals twelve point nine points per game, and the Rams twelve point eight points per game. But so you can see, there's um a big cluster there. There's there's looks like the Jets are quite bad, and and then surprising not to see um, Dallas there after giving up three touchdowns to Travis. Yeah, it must have been stingy the other one. What's his name? George Kittle. Um, I think you're addressing there. The Vikings have two good matchups, so yeah, pretty promising for TJ Hawkinson. He mm. looks like a pretty comfortable top three tight end. Even with Justin Jefferson there, yeah, and without sure. him, yeah. he's going to get a lot of a uh, lot of target volume. So that's a a real nice sign. Um, other than that, I don't think there was any other. The Commanders, I mean. Um... Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've got Logan Thomas. Just options. seems to be somehow relevant again after just getting smashed in the knee last year. Um, he's coming out and putting up some pretty decent scores with old Sammy Howe throwing in the ball. So um, it's an option there. He's, he's pretty. I think I just picked him up off, off waivers in one league, just as a, a tight end. That you know, if Kelsey does go down, then I mean he's a decent option with with getting volume there. So uh, he's got two good matchups against uh, the Rams. And the Jets were the, the worst at um, stopping the tight end. So, yeah, look. It's, he's one of those players that just absolutely killed you because you held on to him for two years because he had a real good year like three years ago. And he just sat on your roster for two years. And you're like, ah, but what if he comes good again? Then he's hurt again. What if he comes good again? He's hurt again. And you finally just this year, like, I'm done with him. You cut him and then he turns out to be a top five tight end or something. Uh, there is a good game. I know this this tight end really struggles to score points here, but the the Chiefs. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's Travis Kelsey. He has a, a good matchup in that uh, that grand is that final the guy week. That's um, dating Taylor Swift. Something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. So uh, he's in there with a, a good good end of the season. So uh, yeah, worst matchups. What do we got? We have the Ravens again. The Ravens are not a good team to play. <laughs> They're a very good defense. There, it's kind of actually. Um, limiting the offense a little, I think, because they're, they're just so suffocating and there's not enough points in their games. 4.4 um, points to the tight end. That's extremely tough, and it's completely unsurprising. They have... Um, oh, what's his name? Roshan? No. That's all I can do. <laughs> the, the linebacker they traded for, he's like one of my favorite players. Yeah, look. game's completely gone, and Patrick Queen playing outstanding. Roquan games. Smith. Roquan Smith. I just Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson. Shut up, Brian. Roshan Johnson. Is it Roshan Johnson? Classic Um Yeah, he, he's outstanding, and he's he's letting the safeties and and the other linebacker fly around and make plays, and it's making it extremely tough for the tight ends. The Saints equally suffocating. Four point six points per game. They're facing um so. George Kittle and uh, mm. uh, Evan Ingram cop uh, the Ravens. Oh, and Durham Smythe. Don't forget him. <laughs> Runs a bunch of routes and scores zero points. Um, we got Darren Waller and uh, Higby. Uh, Tyler Higby. You never know. Mm. And Cousin Cade for the Bucks facing the Saints. Uh, the Bills only allowing five points per game. We're in, on the Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Patriots there. So some, some okay tight ends that... They probably the type of tight end where you have two 
though, and you're, you're picking between them or you're streaming them. So just have a look out for that if anyone's playing the Bills. Here's the Cardinals, 5.7 points per game. Um, we can't stop anything else, so we just stop the tight end now. We've yeah, flipped everything. The, the Commanders, 5.9 points per game. But if you have a look in there, the 49ers, so George Kittle gets the Cardinals, the Ravens, and then the Commanders. So mm. at the moment, so now. tough, tough matchups. This is what my little disclaimer will be is that there's so few good tight ends that facing one of the good ones can really skew your position in this. So this is one of the ones that I take the least notice of. Um, I think if you've got Kittle and you made the playoffs, you're just going to play Kittle and you're going to hope that he scores 40 points like he can do every now and then. And yeah, like that, that's, if you drafted Kittle, you knew that's what was going to happen and you just got to ride the ups and downs. Yeah, you got to, exactly right. You can't sit him on your bench and miss out on the 20 points and what, you're going to throw someone else in that can score eight points. Like, Yeah, I mean, are you going to throw in, who's a good, a, a good tight end matchup? Like, I said Durham Smythe before, he's got the best matchup in week one, whereas uh, Kittle's got one of the worst. Are you really going to start Smythe over Kittle? Well, maybe are you going to go in with um, the commanders, tight end Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas, yeah. And, you know, you know he's going to get some safe volume, but probably doesn't have a lot of upside. Probably not. You're in the playoffs. You need a win. You're playing a good team. Yeah. Play George Kittle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty much that's where I'm at with that. There's, mm. there's a few. There's um, the Bears, Cop, the Cardinals as well. But, yeah. I'd yeah, Colcomet's like been pretty say, good. I like Colcomet. Colcomet's been a couple of good games. He's definitely, like, I think a top six mm. tight end this year. Um, he's very involved. Uh, he's kind of like a poor man's George Kittle because his ceiling's a little bit lower, but he does have those two get two touchdown, you know, 90, 100-yard games every now and then where it seems like when he scores, he scores twice. Um, and then his floor is actually a little bit higher because he's just got a little bit of a bigger market share than... George Kittle with all those weapons in San Francisco. We, we were debating, you know, whether you'd rather have <laughs> Komet or, or Kittle earlier in the week before this week's games when Kittle just went absolutely bonkers. Yeah, of course. It's always the way, right? So, yeah, and like, you know, outside of DJ Moore in the Bears land, they're really not throwing to Darnell Mooney. He's getting like four shitty either. targets, yeah, and he's, yeah. he's dropping a couple. And then Komet's just ever-reliable. So, um, yeah. He was a Kent for me, and it's kind of one that's done all right so and far. I, yeah, you're looking at a, a half-point PPR league mm. where I have him, so that's where, kind of where I know his scores and and comparing him to Kittle in that league. And, and Kittle could kind of put up three points or 25, whereas Komet's putting up more like five to eight points every week in a half-point PPR league with no premium on your tight end. That's, that's a good score, and if you go into a tight end premium, that's probably more than 10 points a week. And, and then he's got that, that big two touchdown game. He had another touchdown. So, yeah, I think he's a, a really strong tight end. And, yeah, I think looking so far, the Ravens and the Saints, I, I think they're probably real. Um, they are tough matchups for your tight end. But after that, I'm not too concerned. The Bills look like a good defense, but they've lost some very critical players. Mm. I think they're about to allow a few extra points in the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, definitely start preparing for those playoff matchups. If you're one of those teams that's 5-0, and 4-1, and start having a look, see if you can make some moves. Don't just sit there and think, just because I'm 5-0 and now, I'm going to be 17-0 uh, at the end of the year. There's, there's definitely not time to sit in your hand and 
do nothing. It's time to get moving and try and win those leagues for sure. Um, something. And that, if you're, uh, if you're not winning, this is the this is the week to capitalise because we've had a couple of very strong players go to IR. So hmm. look at those teams. If you're tanking and you've got someone that they can, maybe it's someone that just gets them through back till A-Chain comes back or back to they hope Justin Jefferson comes back. Yeah, I just had an offer for Michael Thomas in a league where I lost Justin Jefferson and it's you know, it's it's an enticing trade because you're looking at it and you're thinking that that's gonna give me fifty percent of it, but it's not expensive. Yeah. Um, production. So yeah, this is this is your chance to sell those guys, your your Michael Thomases, your Adam Thielens, your Adam Thielens, yep. Um, the old guys that you don't want on your you're losing rosters anymore. So. so on that Adam Thielen point, you would trade. You trade if you've got Adam Thielen and someone's lost Justin Jefferson. Do you send Adam Thielen straight up for Justin Jefferson? <laughs> straight up, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Justin Jefferson's washed after this one hamstring injury, and he'll never be the same, guaranteed. I Fuck me, think mate. Adam Thielen might have even had more top twelve years for the uh, the Vikings than Justin Jefferson. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's probably not correct. <laughs> I don't think it is. But yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, this is this is this is the week where trades start to happen. Yeah, I was going to say this is the exciting part of the year, right? Where people either throw it in and start to think, "Oh, geez, I'm done, and I need to go and get some youth," or uh, yeah, they they really get after it and those first start flying around. This is, I think, this is where different teams with different sort of builds come into play. Like, I feel like in Sheep's Two is a good example. Yours, your team is absolutely stacked with studs. But how do you feel when you lose a guy now, like Justin Jefferson? Whereas my team is all, I don't know, got a lot of, I've got a lot of depth, but I've got no like absolute stud. I mean, I mean, I've got decent players, but they're all like back end of top. No, I've got no number one at, at any position. Um, like, and it's sort of like, oh, you, the long game, maybe it works out and you make to the end. Like, my team just, goes through it's like some week one week or win one week or lose one week it you know it gets two wins in a row and you stay ahead of the the wins but it's not there like your team that's just can't be beaten basically um yeah so it's real interesting to see how this the strategy plays out like obviously studs i think is the way to go if you take a hit you can try and replace it but you depth you can't play the guys on your bench sometimes so it comes in handy but you've having depth is how you manage it and how you use it to, to build your team right Absolutely. Absolutely. Adam Thielen, I just, just had a look. So they're both, um, if you count this year, where they're, they're on track for both to be in the top 10, um, they're even. So Ooh, wow. Adam Thielen has obviously won with Carolina, though. So if you only count completed seasons, uh, three top 10 finishes for, for Adam Thielen and three top 10 finishes for uh, Justin Jefferson. But how many more years for Adam Thielen? Oh, at least it doesn't. So, that that wasn't part of that wasn't part of the the, the call that Chris made. What we're saying is, yeah, Adam Thielen is, is as good is as Justin Jefferson. Quite Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's um, let's wrap this up. Uh, I think there's some pretty good information, usable information for you as uh, those teams start to push towards the playoffs. Uh, no Discord questions this week because A, I forgot to ask and B, that's usually Tom's job. So uh, he's out there pulling calves. So good luck to Tom. Hope it's uh, not too messy out there, mate. And uh, yeah, look, let's uh, let's all have a good week. Uh, what are we up to? Week six? 
Good luck with all those injuries. I hope it's not too bad. Poet, I hope you lose. I think I've got you in one of these leagues. Can't remember which one it is. Uh, actually, I mean, you're playing. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I played you last week in that. I've got Dino in uh, Sheep's 1 and Sheep's 2. That's exciting. So, uh, let's hope he drops the ball as much as he, he does. Yeah, DD ball. Oh, double D ball. Oh, that's a good ball. That's a ball you'd like to get amongst, really. <laughs> we'll call one and the other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, actually, oh. you know what? Tom Tom must be just watching basketball tonight. I must have been yeah, on TV yeah, or something. He's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm watching basketball. Nah, life just gets in the way sometimes, hey? All right, boys. Let's get out of here. Enjoy the week of football, and we'll see you all next week. Ciao. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. My assistant stopped.